So it's the 26th of July 2021 and each 26th day of each month I celebrate leaving my job which I left two years ago in 2019 on the 26th of February and I remember this day as if it was yesterday because it was the first time I broke free and it was the first time I faced my fears and I took a leap of faith and I jumped. I jumped with no parachutes, I jumped with no backup plan, I jumped with nothing. I just couldn't do it anymore, I really couldn't do it anymore. I was drowning, I was suffocating and I felt alienated, discriminated, manipulated to do something that I didn't want to do simply because I needed a paycheck that even didn't even make due, you know. It didn't even fulfill me. And on top of that, I had to stay because I was told that I needed to pay more tax for a paycheck that is under the threshold for tax com compliancy. But I didn't know any better. I was only 24. And it taught me a lot about putting your life into somebody's hands, into, some, into a company's hands, into a, into a job's, into, into your boss's hands, and allowing somebody to dictate what you need to do for your life. It made me very vulnerable because I was also still trying to understand what is my life? What should I do? Where should I go? But when you grow up poor and when you grow up obviously being trained and programmed to get a job to survive, learning or wanting to know what your future and your purpose is, is far-fetched from the reality of you need to pay rent and you need to get a job. This really hurt me deeply into my soul so much that I just felt the pressure to disobey, the pressure, the pressure to leave. And particularly because I really enjoyed that job even the most. I enjoyed it so much that I did not see that job investing so much in me. I remember I was doing tasks that were not even part of my contract washing dishes cleaning the floor you know and I thought it was part of it but there came a time where I had to take a look sit down into the society and the reality that we live in today and to be a black woman and what does that mean for me for my race for my gender all the things that are kind of justified or ignored, you know. Ugh, it's not a race thing. Ugh, it's not a gender thing. Why does it have to be a gender thing? And I had to realize that if I had to listen to everybody's opinion, I would be the one who's suffering because I would feel, I would feel the subtle, undercover, underlying lies just to make myself look good in the eyes of people who don't even understand what I'm going through.
there was a lot of density there was a lot of layers behind the fear and there was a lot of there was a lot of leap of faith because i knew the 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 the, the subtle oppression i knew i knew something in me was being chained i just couldn't explain it at that age and i couldn't comprehend it the way i could explain it verbally now it really made me think deeply about who am i what am i here to do am i here to literally just pay rent every month prior to leaving that job i was also working two jobs it was 2018 and i had two jobs i was working 16 hours a day 16 hours a day it sounds like a story right it sounds it sounds far fetched as well you know but i was working 16 hours a day i never took a break and when i wanted to take a break oh my gosh you should have seen how the faces of my bosses would shit on me it was almost like how could you take a break you're young you need to keep going and i was very afraid i was so timid and f- living in a country where there is no unemployment i mean where there's no employment per se you value your job even more and here i was taking two jobs just to make ends meet one side there would be jealousy that i have two jobs on the other side it would be like yeah you need to have two jobs cuz how are you going to survive you know i was looking at external factors and i was looking at internal factors and the two jobs allowed me to have the life i wanted to have i know what struggle is i know what poverty is but throughout all of that i've been truly truly blessed i've been blessed with a grander perspective i've been blessed with a great education um a great education skills and experience behind my back or you know part of my journey i have had the blessing of living abroad to study germany while i was a teenager i've had that perspective really enhance my broader vision of what life is I've had the experience of culture shock of yearning for a country like South Africa. And I've also had a lot of backlash for that opportunity in my surroundings because not everyone could have that have that opportunity. When you grow up poor and you're the only one who's having these opportunities to travel and to fly and to go to private school you get backlash but it's not talked about in our community everybody wants everyone to stay the same stay in that hood stay broke stay poor stay being you right the version that they make of you when you were in that position of being easily controllable and manipulated and i've been blessed to be so free spirited but that free spirited allowed me to be or to tap more into my bravery 
Bravery was my name, and the action of that was my game. I refused anyone and anything to stop me. When you've been pressed for so long, the only way forward is up. I feel my whole life I've been a seed, and I didn't know my potential. I remained a seed. Sometimes I'd be a seed amongst the dust, you know, a grain of a grain of sand amongst the dust, and I'd have to work tirelessly hard to separate myself from that, because I knew my properties were not the same. And so I'd wander around as a seed, looking for a place to land. And every time I landed on soil or a rock, somebody would press on me. Somebody would walk on top of me. Somebody would try, and without them knowing, most times without them knowing, most times while they know, they would press on me and say, "You can't do this. You can't do that. You need to do this. You need to do that." And I'd listen to them because they looked like giants. They looked like experienced people, older people, more established people, right? And I was just a seed, a grain, in this universe. And I'd still travel. The wind would travel with me, or the wind would, the wind, would pick me up, and I would erode through different locations, different places, and I'd get that perspective of, hang on, there's more to just being a seed. There's more to just being black. There's more to just being a girl. There's more to just living in South Africa, or living in one country. And I'll travel and keep traveling with the wind. Obviously, very unsettled because I'm not grounded, but I'm moving, right? Free spirited. And it came to a point when I came back from Germany after three years of living there. This was the year 2013, and. This was a very painful year, because when you leave the nest, when you leave your home, which is kind of your nest, at a very very early age, leaving home to live to boarding school at age thirteen, you leave your nest very very early. You're still tapping into teenage life, teenagehood, and. It's a kind of a normal thing, right? But in this society and in this day and age, I don't think it's normal to leave your home very early anymore. I think we enjoy comfortability, and it's also ingrained in us to be comfortable. We've got a lot of things that we can press with the tip of a button, and it will just be delivered to us. Why do we, you know, need to still feel discomfort, right? But this was in a time where, thank God, there was not much technology and internet and Zoom and you know, remote studying and all the things that we have now after the pandemic. This was a time where you had to travel out. You want to live a good life? You must work, travel far. You want to have. You want to live the life you want. You need to travel. You need movement. 
And so at this age of 13, I decided something that was scary. I decided to go to boarding school, or maybe it was decided for me because my life and where I was living was not a great place to be. Either way, I moved. And at age 15, I moved again. From boarding school, I moved to a different school. And from this school, I then moved to Germany. By the time it was, I was age 16, I was living in Germany. This is a pivotal time in your teenage life and in your life in general as a human being where you start conceptualizing the world and you start seeing the reality of your pain, of your family, of your mother, of your father. You start getting your first heartbreak. For some of us, we start losing virginities, right? Or we start having the pressure of fitting in, you know, being part of a, a popular t squad team group. We start getting characteristic traits of how to maneuver our way through people and things to get our way. And this was a very uncomfortable but interesting journey for me because I had to start from scratch. At a pivotal time in my life where I was working my butt off, you know, in my teenage mind, working my butt off to fit in, to live or to be popular. I had expectations. I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to Germany, I'm going to be famous. I used to tell my friends, everybody used to wish me very well, but wish me well in a, in a perspective I couldn't understand. People would tell me that, you know, you have the opportunity to start your new life. And I wouldn't understand what they mean by that. Why are you saying that? Because I'm going to be famous. I'm just going because I need to look popular. <laughs> and I had a math teacher at that time who really broke it down to me in real honesty that it's not going to be all glimmer and glamour. You are going to ache. Your first six months are gonna go, th you're gonna go through transformations. The first three months will feel like honeymoon. Then the, the next three months after that, you will start realizing that certain patterns are not the same, certain things are not the same. And in that six months, you will experience culture shock. When I heard this at age 16, I was looking at my maths teacher like, really? Why would you break down this formula? This is not solving for X. I don't understand what she's saying right now. <laughs> but I appreciated what she said to me because this was the deep reality of life, the reality of adaptability, the reality of moving forward, the reality of facing discomfort. On the surface, we celebrate what looks good, how we can tell people, oh, I got a job, oh, I'm moving here, oh, I'm traveling here. But below the iceberg, we feel the transformations. We feel 
the fear. We feel the adaptability. We feel the discomfort. We never share it to our family members. We don't know how to as well. And truly, does society allow us to share these discomforts or only the celebrations? So here I was, age 16, living in a country. Du musst auf, nur auf Deutsch sprechen. I had the culture shock of language. I had the culture shock of identity. And I had the culture shock of my movement in a new life or in a new city. I did not comprehend anything beyond the fact of just saying, I'm going to Germany. <laughs> and this was beautiful. Trust me, it's still a beautiful movement. It's still a beautiful thing to travel. It's a beautiful thing to live abroad. It's a beautiful thing to live in a new country, new city. But when you're young, nobody breaks this down to you. So I could only imagine the little girls and little boys who move to new cities because their parents have received a new job in that city or in a new job in that country. And the, the level of human adaptability is such a survival instinct that is so, so powerful that we, we really don't give credit to that. Anyway, let's move on to the story. Age 16, in a new city, Essen, Dusseldorf, Deutschland, Germany. Learning, new school, going to new school, blessed to go to a private school in Germany because the actual schools in Germany, Abitur, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is opening up for the first time. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't comprehend learning maths in German. I was already feeling the culture shock. Now I need to learn trigonometry of Deutsch. Ehrlich? How? Wieso? So I was privileged and I was blessed to go to an English school. And I had so many expectations. How many of us have so many expectations? Of how things should be, how things will be, the friends we will make, right? I felt to myself, wow, this feels like an American high school movie scene where I'm going to be popular. I'm going to make so many friends. Oh, look at these girls. And it didn't turn out like that. It was actually brutal. I was actually in a movie scene called Mean Girls. Yes, only this time, it really was mean. And I was the black girl. <laughs> Not Lindsay Lohan, the actual black girl. <laughs> and German girls can be bitchy as fuck. Yes, I said it. I said it, I have to say it. But with that bitchiness, comes the... comes with fear. It comes with territory it comes with loyalty you know it comes with a different kind of understanding of culture and I couldn't comprehend all this that I can right now or say right now 
But when I first felt it, I couldn't believe it. I remember walking in my class and the difference between different schools, you know, in South Africa, you have to be neat, clean, you have to tie your hair, you can't wear makeup, you know, the real traditional way of looking presentable. In Germany, the school that I was in, the girls could look all popular, they wore makeup, foundation, contouring, you name it, mini skirts, you know, and they didn't even have to have a problem because their booty wasn't popping out. I mean, my booty was going to pop out. <laughs> Somebody was going to be blind after school. <laughs> I had hips, you know. I had the essence of Sarah Butman. My body was something else. So I stood out even more. And I was afraid even more. And I'm in a school filled with more white people more Germans, per se, you know? So I would always be watched, always be looked, even if I didn't want to. Anyway, I didn't have that mindset at that time. I walked in the school, I walked in the class, and I really had great teachers. You know, British teachers are the best for me. Their humor is really amazing. They understood something that I couldn't understand. You know how adults are. They could comprehend bitchiness in such a way that they can choose to ignore it or just, you know, say, ah, oh, it's part of growth. It's part of life. And at that time, as a child, you want somebody to stand up for you, right? But you can't understand anything that they're doing at that moment. Anyway. I walked in this room and the teacher said, here we go, here's a new student, she's from South Africa. I'm sure the first thing they ever heard was Africa. And I remember this one girl, she was a real bitch. She looked at me up and down, her hair was flocking, you know, blonde hair, she never tied it. She flicked it, you know, how, how you flick it in movies, you know, that slow motion scene. She looked at me up and down and she said, Ach, scheiße. Noch wieder. I didn't even understand what she was saying, but I could feel, I could feel the energy. I could feel the intensity. I could feel the tension. So anyway, I sat as I am. And... In South Africa, when you attend a new school or there's a new student, everybody, you know, greets them, introduces themselves to that student because they understand how scary it is to be a new student in the class. In Germany, it was the opposite. I didn't even have the courage or the confidence or the extrovertedness to say, hi, my name is Bianca. Hi, my name is Bianca. I am here. I'm from South Africa. How are you? I didn't have that. So I sat there in the corner, waiting, waiting, waiting. And I waited for a very long time, waiting for my expectations to play out, to roll out. <clears throat> it didn't happen. Days went by, life changed. 
Germans began to open up. And this is again different cultures, right? It has nothing to do with painting a different culture badly or beautifully. It's just a personal experience, right? So days opened up, I made a friend, a beautiful friend. Her name was Maria or Marie. And that was amazing because she was kind. She showed me around. She also put a lot of makeup. <clears throat> and as she looked beautiful, I was gaining weight. I had pretzels for days. Sandwich, brochen, alles. <laughs> I enjoyed German bread. Oh my goodness. I had pesto in everything. So I gained a lot of weight. And it was also my chubby teenage days. But I wanted to fit in, just like how beautiful those German girls were with all their makeup. Anyway, I enjoyed my time in Germany. I will make a new podcast over my experiences in detail. But what I wanted to say, per se, is the discomfort of new territory, the discomfort and fear of the unknown needs to be spoken about even more. Because I'm sitting here today, reminiscing, looking back at all those moments of fear, discomfortability, all the things I, I couldn't comprehend that was under the iceberg, right? We celebrate the tip of the iceberg. Wow, look how sharp, look how tall, look how successful you look. Oh, wow, she's traveling, she's this, she's that, she's... But then we never really comprehend what type of lessons, skills, traits, fears, overcomings did that person have to make? To get to who, where they are today. I'm sitting here for the first time making and recording my voice and my experiences. And I hope there could be many more days where I can sit here and explain and experience and share my story with you. This is very new to me. Celebrating the 26th of July 2021 is also very new to me in this stage realizing that my story could change somebody else's perspective of fear and we are all here to go through the fear and do it anyways but with all that being said I'm definitely going to continue and share more with you we're all connected in this fear web of life, right? <laughs> and I feel very blessed right now to just be here and share what I know. And then may there be more and more and more days where we could share all the things under the iceberg that we've never shared before. This is Bianca Tusi at age 27 talking about my life. 
I am Honeybee. Thank you for listening to me.